we've seen anti-Israel rallies spilling over into anti-Jewish hate fests. We've seen students as the targets of social media and social sunning with, condemn with condemnation of Israel and Zionism, the price. That's Naomi Rosenfeld, and she was speaking from Halifax Thursday at a national online Canadian community rally organized by the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Rosenfeld runs the Atlantic Jewish Council. Now, there is relief, of course, and sadness today with the news of the ceasefire. But for many Canadian Jewish students, the 11-day-long conflict has been particularly hard to handle. Completely hateful, and Jewish people have been attacked in the comment section. They've been called toilet paper. Uh, people have been saying they're embarrassed to go to university with them. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Friday, May 21st, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Coming up, we'll hear directly from Canadian Jewish students who feel under attack, even though the actual fighting was far away. But first, a look at what's making news in Canada right now. Hundreds of progressive Canadian Jews rallied Thursday in a virtual vigil against violence between Jews and Palestinians. The event was sponsored by the New Israel Fund Canada, J-Space Canada, and Canadian Friends of Peace Now. Rabbi Lawrence Englander of Temple Sinai in Toronto recited the memorial Kaddish prayer for the children of Sarah and also for the children of Hagar, a reference to the descendants of Abraham's concubine Hagar, who would become the Arab nation. And in Montreal, a bakery shop owner is back in the news again, saying he's worried about Quebec's proposed new language rules promoting the use of French in businesses. Harry Chic has been running the Swiss Vienna pastry shop for 58 years in Pointe Claire. The new rules would give the province the power to crack down on its employees if they're caught greeting customers in anything but French first. Chic is the son of Holocaust survivors. He says his staff always try to say bonjour, hi, but he feels they could be reported if they make a mistake and say, can I help you? And that's the sound of a recent anti-Israel TikTok video out of Waterloo, Ontario. Two university students made it, and while they don't speak, they dance, one of the women lights an Israeli flag on fire, and her friend makes stabbing gestures with a knife. This video caught the eye of many Jewish groups who reported it to Laurier University officials. The school said it doesn't condone such behavior, and the student has since apologized. But from the TikTok to the student newspaper at Queen's University coming out in favor of the boycott, divestment and sanction movement, it's been a hard time for young Jewish Canadian students, even though school is out for the summer. In Calgary, the local Hillel joined the city's Jewish Federation to host an online meetup earlier in the week so students could share their feelings, but plan also how to fight back. Joining me now is uh, Danielle Breitman. She's the Calgary Jewish Federation's Emerging Generation Coordinator. And Leanne Grisaru, uh, President of Hillel Calgary and a fourth-year student at the University of Calgary. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So let's uh, start with uh, the reason you felt, Danielle, that it was necessary to have an actual online session for young university and college and high school students. Why now? Well... So with the increase in tensions in the Middle East currently, we are seeing an extreme rise in online hate, primarily directed to what is being considered an apartheid and ethnic cleansing on, from the Palestinian narrative. We're entering into this unknown realm of, for the first time, having to deal with Instagram 
and the sharing of infographics. And this is taking a huge toll on the psyche of the Jewish student population. So after fielding constant emails and messages regarding how people were feeling scared to go back to campus, how they were feeling alone, how they were feeling targeted, we decided that the best thing that we could do is to bring everybody together in community, in solidarity, to help them feel that they weren't alone, to show them that they do have support and that they are going to be safe when they return to school because we will ensure their safety to the best of our abilities. You were mentioning that it's mostly social media that is the cause of a lot of anxiety. Are there physical threats that you're, you're seeing your students are reporting? Unfortunately, yes, there have been instances where students are being directly threatened through direct messages again on Instagram for standing up for their belief systems and trying to educate people who are spreading misinformation. It's terrifying. Well, let's talk about that. Leanne, uh, have you personally been at the center of some of this stuff? So students are being targeted by an overwhelming amount of peers who hide their identity and hide behind their screens and um, they don't know where these threats are coming from. They feel very unsafe leaving the house because again, they don't know who's targeting them. They have a lot of fake accounts following them now. Uh, their past posts are being bombarded with Palestinian flags and past personal information is starting to be spread throughout the internet. So what is about, uh, for example, on campus? I know, uh, are you seeing um, the campus student unions uh, posting stuff or is this from classmates and teachers? What exactly are you seeing? Uh, we've been seeing campus clubs posting stories, uh, describing Israel as an apartheid, calling for BDS. These clubs are very heavily associated with the student union, so it's very scary to see them promoting BDS. We're afraid they're going to bring it to student government in fall when we resume classes. We have also been seeing a big UFC page, which is not directly affiliated with the university, but they have UFC in their username, and many students believe they are a university association. They've been posting extremely hateful messages. Leanne, what is it that you guys are actually doing um, to combat this? Uh, with the help of Stand With Us and other Hasbara organizations, We've been providing students with tools and resources on how to combat misinformation. And it's really been helping them feel more confident in addressing their peers. They feel a lot more supported. It's very sad to hear other students sharing their experiences, but it's also very therapeutic to know that you're not alone because many students do feel very isolated and lonely right now. Um, so these support groups and these resources that we provide them with are the best tools right now to help students feel more safe, to feel more confident and comfortable leaving the house. Thank you so much, both of you, for being on the CJN Daily. Thank you for having yeah. us. There are about 120 Jewish students in Calgary. The University of Calgary says while they haven't yet heard from Jewish students directly about their concerns, they will reach out to listen and address the issues, and they'll follow up and hold accountable anyone who violates the principles of a safe, healthy, and inclusive environment. Meanwhile, Ontario's Hillel's also held a support session Thursday night online for some of the 13,000 Jewish students who attend nine universities in the province. Rafi Machin is a computer science student at Queen's in Kingston. His school's campus paper has been in the headlines after the editors issued a special statement on Instagram, pledging support for the BDS movement and vowing to use student fees to support the Palestinian cause. 
Machen was instrumental in getting the Queen's Journal statement retracted. He's on Hillel's executive at Queen's, and he joins me now, along with Yos Tarshish, the director of Queen's Hillel in Kingston. Thanks for joining the CJN Daily. Uh, yeah, thank you. We're, we're happy to be here. So they retracted. They said they went too far. Was this the only thing that has been happening at Queen's that is disturbing to your uh, large population of Jewish students? The retraction apology wasn't great, but, it, you know, it did say we fully retracted and it, and it did contain an apology to some extent. You know, we were upset that we did actually specifically in our meeting with them ask them, can you acknowledge in your in your statement can you acknowledge the anti-Semitism going on in the world and the context and so on? And they, they didn't want to do that, which is upsetting. And it's kind of funny. It feels like we're, we're negotiating the Oslo Accords because like we're fighting over language of this statement. But I, I find it at this point, I don't I, I think we don't really expect that they're going to be able to come up with anything that is close to satisfactory to both sides. We have seen a number of other clubs on campus um, share statements in solidarity with the Palestinian people and the Palestinian cause. Some of them use language that most of these statements use language that we we wouldn't use and we don't appreciate, obviously. Um, the challenge is this, is that because clubs are autonomous, the same club autonomy is what gives Hillel the ability to host pro-Israel speakers. As Hillel going forward, we feel that right now, um, releasing statements about these clubs and, and taking a very hardline attitude is not necessarily one that will um, keep Jewish students safe on campus. I think that's something we're very conscious that the heat is already, it's already hot. You know, thank goodness we have a ceasefire and uh, hopefully we'll see some return to normalcy. But while things are already hot, there's always a question of whether it's right for Hillel to raise the heat, whether that is something that will be good for Jewish students on campus. I want to thank both of you for being on the CJN Daily. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Queen's Hillel says they'll work hard to build relationships with other campus clubs and allies going forward and to make sure incoming students feel safe. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality and customer care. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is our 13th episode of the podcast, the Bar Mitzvah episode. Let us know what you think. I'm at ebesner at thecjn.ca. You can listen on the cjn.ca website or subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll close this episode with the new Israel Fund Canada's director, Ben Moraine, at Thursday's vigil calling for an end to violence between Jews and Palestinians. We gather today because we believe, very simply, that it's possible to care about more thing, more than one thing at once. We can and do deplore terrorism and Hamas's bloody opportunism, and at the same time, deplore the settlement enterprise and Jewish extremism too.